Welcome to Not the Only Kids in the Hall podcast. My name's Nick. We got Jared. Noah made today. Yeah, that you right, said it. You, no, you set it up perfectly. Uh, it's me and you, and there's Noah made, just like you said. And uh, I'm excited to uh, get into this one. It was a good app, don't you think, Nick? You know, I don't know. Oh, you it don't was, know? It was, a, it was, it was, yeah, it was a good app. I, I only say I don't know because I watched it kind of broken up. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, yeah, no, uh, I blame myself. But we also have Well, a I blame you too. Um, yeah, we have a great guest on today. Um, ladies and gentlemen, he is, uh, of course, one of the famous UCB mod writers that we were all a part of. Um, and he's a great around, all around guy. Uh, it's Jacob Williams. Jacob, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you guys? Now, Jacob, you, you are in Mexico City trying to figure out what time zone you're in. Have we settled on it? We, we still don't know, do we? <laughs> Uh, I don't know what time zone we're in, but it's definitely confirmed two hours behind y'all and not one. <laughs> so for the listeners, uh, <laughs> I was definitely late to this and I've been operating for the last two weeks, <laughs> literally the last two weeks thinking that I was an hour behind did New you, York City. Did you have any important meetings? I mean, or, or, or what, what, who has anyone been severely affected by your time difference or? Only you somehow. Okay, only us. Well, that's good. That makes me feel better. It's making me wonder if you two both, for some reason, don't know what time it is in New York, because that <laughs> seems more plausible based on my experience. But I'm actually whatever. in Austin, but I know what time it is here. I, I, yeah, I think we figured it out, though. I think it's that Mexico doesn't observe daylight savings, which I had no idea. That's the right way to go, right? Are you guys daylight yeah, savings Yeah, good for Mexico. Fans? No, I'm, I hate daylight savings. I think I, I ascribe to Mexico's feelings on this. Um, I guess I like it when we gain an hour, but I'm really upset when we lose an hour. I just don't think it's worth it. I'd rather stay the same. So you like, I would be fine to progressively gain an yeah, hour. Just like, keep and just keep on gaining. and on and on and That's on. That's a good idea. Yeah. I mean, it probably wouldn't work out with the farms and everything, but I think it would make everybody else happy. The farms. And how many this farmers country, are there, really? 5% of the population, maybe? This no, country is always... High catering to the farmers all these subsidies and amen these... it's about time we started farmer uh you know shitting on farmers on this podcast we're subsidizing <laughs> grain and corn and now we're now we're subsidizing time Look, I, don't, I don't get i don't know about y'all but i don't get my food from a farm i get my food from something called a grocery store hello so... hey yeah. farmers ever heard of it and uh, the food's a little cleaner yeah not as much dirt on it Exactly. I don't pick my corn up out of the ground. I pick it up out of a bin of corn cobs in the grocery store. Exactly. Exactly. Head on over to ShopRite where it's a lot cleaner, first of all. There's no dirt all over the ground when I walk in there. Ugh. And I don't like, like Yeah. What, what I don't, don't like, like potatoes from a farm. I like french fries from McDonald's. McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? I don't even want to get close to the farmer's daughter. I, you don't even have to threaten me with a shotgun. I wouldn't touch her with a 10-foot pole. I don't like them. I don't like their daughters. I don't like their sons. <laughs> I don't like the whole damn farmer family. And what's with these almanacs they're always talking about? <laughs> they're always talking about. <laughs> <Witch>, witchcraft. <laughs> Absolute certified witchcraft. I'd rather Burn read a... The steak. 
a a novel than an almanac. If I'm bored, I don't want to read an almanac. I want to read a book. Anyway. Did I lose you guys? You guys are big almanac readers? No, no, no. We hate the almanac. We're right there with you. Um... Jacob, you are... We introduced you as a famous UCB Mod Night sketch writer. What did you ever watch? Kids and all grown up was it? Were they one of your sketch comedy influences? No. So this was actually a, a treat for me. I, I was thinking about this, like going into watching this episode, and I think I I'm not like I'm maybe a B level student of like classic sketch comedy. I've seen like In Living Color. I've seen Mr. Show. I've watched like. Uh, some flying circus, you know, but but for some reason, Kids in the Hall has just completely missed my radar, and it feels like that's odd. I don't even know where it was, where it was broadcast. Like, did y'all watch it at some point in your youths? Yeah, well, I did. It, I, I, it, Nick did. I mean, I'm kind of the same as you, Jacob. Uh, apparently, it reran on Comedy Central quite often. That's what we bring up a lot hmm. on this pod. Um, that's where well, I watched it. It was like on every day on Comedy Central, like for. It seems like it seemed like it would be like a couple hours every day on Comedy Central, but like it, the, it originally like the aired midday time slot. Yeah, or like I think so, hmm. and also maybe late nights too. It originally aired uh, on HBO and the CBC in Canada, and uh, CBS at one point too. But yeah, I, I think people. I, well, I don't know how old you are, but people my age mostly got it through Comedy Central. Gotcha. At that time, I was most likely watching uh, Cartoon Network, uh, is what it, this is my assumption. Uh, so I am very versed in Scooby-Doo uh, reruns, but not uh, not Kids in the Hall. Right. Yeah, okay. but that's interesting. Though. Well, no, it was, do, it was very cool. You'll have to do our Scooby-Doo podcast, too, then. <laughs> oh, really? Is that lined up? Yeah. What's the title of that one it. again, Nick? Not the only Scooby-Doo podcast. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> Jared, I think that the other Kids in the Hall podcast, the reason we called ourselves not the only kids, I think they're done. The other Are one. they done? What do you mean they're done? They announced officially that they're, they've closed the podcast? Or what, how, how are you done as a podcast? They haven't put out an episode in since like March, I think. And oh. there was chatter on the Kids in the Hall Reddit that uh, they weren't getting along, I guess, the host of the... <laughs> So it was just they were it was as a tribute to kids in the hall they were not getting along. <laughs> yeah. They yeah, they bickered <laughs> as much as the, the real kids. Well, so, uh, so what does that mean? Do you so you want to change the title yet again? I feel like we should just be the only kids in the hall podcast. <laughs> well, Jacob, in the background, uh, we wanted to be uh, the only kids in the hall podcast. Um, then we <laughs> found another one. Obviously. Right. <laughs> then we then we found this one and we thought, well, we don't want to be taking a shot or, or getting like the day we released or... the first episode we found the other one we we, we went so long without finding it and then yeah that's right and then so it, then we decided to change the title to not the only kids in the hall podcast because we thought it was kind of funny and stupid and uh you know hard to say and communicate to people so we thought it was the perfect title <laughs> and then uh yeah so now this is breaking news um god i wish obey was on here so we can make an official decision but i guess we have majority vote if we both think the same thing we should, yeah, pull a Facebook. Just get rid of the the extra word at the call front. It, call it meta? <laughs> no, an early Facebook. <laughs> when it used to be the Facebook. Oh, 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 oh And they okay. dropped the the I wasn't because sure it was cleaner. Facebook name change you were referring to. <laughs> so let's drop the the. Not, let's, let's call it not only Kids in the Hall podcast. 
It's cleaner, Jared. It is. It's slightly cleaner. <laughs> it's seven words instead of eight. Not only um, Kids in the Hall podcast. All great, all, all great podcast titles sound like incomplete sentences. So I think that's a great, <laughs> a great marketing tool. Yeah. Um, so right, this Nick, is your. You, was this your first? The first episode yeah, of Kids this, in the Hall you ever watched, was, Jacob? Yeah. Yeah, first ever. I, I've never even seen a single one. So like, this sort of helped put. Uh, like a little bit of a frame of reference to things that I feel like I just sort of like hear peripherally about, which I guess we can get into when we're talking about it. But right. like, you know, certain certain uh, Kevin McDonald's, <laughs> so to speak, uh, <laughs> make a lot of sense now. The the sort of um, tone of the show, and I, I guess why so many people reference it. Yeah. Um, oh, he's a person. Kevin McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're all previously human thought he was. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was a dessert, but <laughs> silly me. No, I, I I hear you. I mean, I was kind of the same way. I, I until this podcast, I hadn't really seen a full episode, and uh, but it's unavoidable. I mean, the if, if you're doing sketch comedy, uh, just the uh, talk about it, the references, people saying it's one of their influences. Uh, you know, McDonald mm-hmm. himself teaching classes like at the theater. You know, right by us. So uh, no, it certainly is one of those things that you hear about whether you like it or not but uh no it's been fun to start watching it for me i i hope this this is the beginning of a long journey for you jacob <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> i'm excited to have a new show um great well oh, yeah it's, it's it's very cool let's we'll email go back you in all time. the episodes in order oh yeah they're all <laughs> thank you they're almost all on amazon prime now one of the first seasons still oh, wow. on amazon prime but the others are but hey let's go back to april 3rd 1990 wow. and Number one on the charts in America, Love Will Lead You Back by Taylor Dane. Yeah, so this was like, there was there was a break when they were airing these. The last one we saw was, uh, I think, in January, ni- January 19th, 1990, and we jumped up to April. I guess they took off February and March for whatever reason. Well, a little spring break for the kids. I guess so. Um, this is a lovely tune. This is new. This this is the first one that time this has broken the charts, uh, certainly in the timeline of our pod, right? Yeah, well, because we had that three-month, two-month break, right? It's time for the time for the charts to refresh. That's exactly uh, right. The charts refreshed. Uh, this is nice. I don't know anything about this this artist or, or Jacob. You ever heard this song before? I've never heard of this artist or this song. Well, I like it. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty it's good. Nice. It's, it's nice. And we always like to say what was number one in Canada, and it's back to our friend, old friend Phil Collins. Oh my God! So he didn't care about the break. He just said, "Fuck it, I'm staying at the top of the charts." But he put out another song. It's I Wish It Would Rain Down. Unbelievable. Phil really has a stranglehold over the Canadian Canadian charts, doesn't he? Unbelievable. I I, I didn't, I may have underestimated how much, uh, you know, they're devoted to him. Well, Uh, Jacob, your your takes on Phil Collins, anything, any special moments in your life revolve around him? A big fan of the Tarzan animated film. Mm -hmm. That that was him, right? Okay. (laughs) It was, it was, yes. Yeah, um, that's and that's pretty much it, right? Uh, I think that's uh, always done. Yeah. The drum, the drum, the drum solo. The drum um, solo. The do 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 do. Um, Jacob, yeah. do you remember? Uh, do you remember where you, you were on April third, nineteen ninety? Are you one of those freaks? Um, yeah, you one of those freaks April who 3rd, knows stuff. <laughs> Mary April third, nineteen ninety. Yeah, I do remember it distinctly. I was um, a bright young six-month-old uh, living in my parents' um, 
I, I think they lived on a farm at that time, but it's from an era that I don't fully. Oh no! Like nobody really. Apologies none of the kids were young the enough, beginning of or old episode. enough to remember. Yeah, I didn't know you were farm stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, it, it hurt a little bit to make those jokes, but I just do it to fit in. Ever since I moved to New York, you know, it's it's you got to do what you got to do. Right. Um, right. Join well, the anti-farm uh, yeah. clan. Well, let's watch. No, I was a baby. Let's watch a little bit of this first scene. I think we should lose this paragraph on page 46. It's unnecessary and confusing. Yes, I completely agree. Now, what about this character's vacation to Hawaii? To me, it came completely out of left field. Yes, the Hawaii trip did seem like a first idea. Let's cut it. Yes. Still, it needs something, my feathery friend. Why don't we replace vacation to Hawaii with a trip? To the funeral! Yes. Good idea. The book was lacking in funerals anyway. Yes. And they go on to edit everything in their life, basically. Mm-hmm. That's the game. Mm-hmm. That's the game there, Nick. You almost It's, I would say, editing the world, right? Or editing everything. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's what I, I wrote down. I, took, I tried to take notes. I said, editing the world, right. which is what this kind of feels like. Yeah. No, exactly what I had. Um... Yeah, I like this one. As, as Nick, I, I mentioned to you before we started recording, I, I just saw The French Dispatch, uh, the new Wes Anderson film, and uh, it was a fun little parallel for me, personally, to uh, watch a movie about uh, editors. You know, the beginning is, I mean, it's all kind of about Bill Murray being the lead editor of this uh, magazine and, uh, you know, them arguing with writers what they should keep in and keep out. I, I imagine this sketch was rooted a little bit in... I don't know, having people give them notes or either network censors or something. And uh, it seems like there's some kind of bitterness kind of there, right? About I, I, I assume that they're complaining about these types of people who, who <laughs> aren't as creative and decide to just take things out. Maybe I'm reading a little bit too into it, but. That's what I assumed as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, anytime you start making fun of editors, you, you got to assume it's because of uh because you're, 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 you're kind of striking back at the people that are making you I, I, it's, a, it's a shame uh, I may miss this one because she's, you know, literally writing a book and literally has an editor. So I wonder, yeah. I wonder what her takes are. Oh, Maybe wow. We'll, I did want to hear, uh, hear, hear her takes. Jacob, what do, you, what do you do for a living? Are you a, do you have an editor? Uh, I'm, no, I don't have an editor. Uh, I'm a software engineer. So no, no editors. Um, I do the editing, so to speak. Um, oh, so you, so, but, so you relate to these characters. <clears throat> I, a little bit, yeah. I, I cut people's code left and right. Do you <laughs> really? Get, or, uh, no. Let's get into it. What's your What's your IDE? What do you What's your development? Oh, good lord. <laughs> good lord. Oh, Adam, uh, Ruby on Rails. You know the classics. Okay, that's good enough. Uh, yeah, th- I, I liked I liked how. Uh, did you know Did you know what I was talking about, or were you just sort of saying IDE because that's a word? No, I'm also a software engineer. He's, that's what he does. Oh, okay, I don't know. <laughs> Um, yeah, this, this one was interesting to be, sorry to jump in, but like, I, I get the sort of lashing out at that sort of like, gotta cut stuff editing, you know, the, the sort of like powers that be sort of just like willy nilly making dumb decisions, but it's like, why do literature if these people like work in television or something? So I wonder, I guess maybe in the 1990s, like the printed word was more of a, like in the zeitgeist, I guess. An easy reference, more easy reference point. They've thought, yeah. I love just like that you'll see throughout a lot of their sketches that's it's kind of rooted in contempt for either, you know, businessmen or people who make these kinds of decisions that maybe <laughs> didn't, you know, I guess sacrifice or put in the creative work into something and they just kind of get to be in these power positions. They like to make fun of those guys a lot. Um, mm. But yeah, I, I think it's uh, 
It was I think a great it's a super fun runner. Yeah. Yeah, it was a great choice to use this to tie the whole episode together. Um, yeah, I mean, I appreciate it. I don't know if you want to talk about the whole runner, Nick. To that, I think that's what we usually do, right? If you wanted to talk about. Yeah, but this one just keeps back. popping up in all the other it sketches. Does. But yeah, we, I mean, we can talk I, about. Well, yeah, I thought we the strength of it was that, um, you know, they brought it back so quickly, <laughs> like to bring it back to to black out the <laughs> next sketch. <laughs> I just thought was a lot of fun. And you, all, you usually get that kind of resistance, but at least when you're doing a stage show to be like, well, OK, I mean, let's space this out. I mean, the, of course, obviously, the audience wants an equidistant amount of time between, like, you know, bits. <laughs> and you would never want to show this right after you showed this. But, you know, you realize that's basically bullshit. Like, as long as something is funny, uh, I almost feel like it's more exciting to see it at a time when you wouldn't expect it. Um, yeah, Jared, because they, they do interrupt the next sketch. I wrote right. down the way that they interrupted the next sketch, saying, cut the parents, cut the scene. I wrote down yeah. it was Python-esque. What do you think? Ooh, you're coming to <laughs> me because I'm the, I guess, de facto Python expert on this pod. Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah, no, Python would do that a lot. I love that about Python. They would, I mean, they would almost do it to an extreme. They they might, you know, have like a recurring character or thematic element run through and nail it at the end of every single sketch. Um, so no, I definitely appreciate that. I, I think it is Python, particularly Python-esque because um, in the way that they walked on and became a part of the sketch, it feels like yeah. Kids in the Hall usually doesn't do that as much. They might make a reference or they might shout like a, like a callback line um, but at least to this point in my viewing of the of the series, they've yet to kind of work in uh, the walk-ons and the callbacks as much. Um, and this they did. So, I don't know. I appreciated it. I thought it was well executed. Um, Jacob, any, I, I know you took notes. Any other thoughts on this one? I don't want to, like, cut you off. Uh, it was... Say anything? What do you want to say? No, yeah. I, I thought it was fun. I, I agree with, like, the sort of, like, sentiment. At first, I kind of was like, is this sketch just bad editors? And then they started to, like, go out into the world and, and do the whole thing. So, yeah, I don't know. I was excited to see a sketch that didn't feel... I think in my mind, I'm still just so confined to, like, trying to keep things as simple as possible. But, like, the fact that the sketches are sort of designed to, like, go to multiple locations, which happens a few times here, was... um. Kind of cool. Kind of something I just like, <laughs> like it's just not how my brain works lately. I agree. I, I thought one of the fun thing was that when they went to film and they went, started editing the world and, you know, cut this, cut that or whatever, and you get used to the pattern. And then at the very end, they have a shot of, you know, one of like the guys, I guess, in the relationship, they were like, <laughs> cut the boyfriend or whatever. And they have him in the back of the truck. And they're like, someone's restraining him. <laughs> Trying to get out, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And my thought is like, man, this is really funny. I love like, you know, it's one thing to make that move of like, yeah, cut this, cut that. But then to like check in with reality and kind of like straight man yourself mm. and be like, wait, what's happening with this man we just cut? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> why, why, who, who, are we holding him captive now? Is he like, does he need where, to get Where does he family? go? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I love like those kind of like checking in with the reality of a completely insane world. Uh, I feel like is always fun and not done enough. But they, they, I, I like that they had the perspective enough to do that. Well, this next scene is called Breakup, and it stars our old friend Bobby, played by Bruce McCullough, the teenager. Stop the world, we broke up. I'll get my wrecks, then I'll get off. <laughs> not playing on time to the Love music at all. A real tear. Yeah, so this is uh, 
Bobby writes a song about how he and his girlfriend broke up. The same girlfriend we saw in a previous episode, Nicole DeBoer. Uh, yeah, yeah, Jacob. For more context, we we did see this guy before. He was a little bit more, um, I don't know. It was more him writing poetry, I guess, right, Nick? And, like, there would be these newspaper headlines that, like, you know, would satirically say, like, you know, teen writes dark poem or something, like making fun <laughs> yeah. of his uh, breakup poem. And this is a little bit more music, <laughs> music video oriented. Uh, okay. So, so I didn't, no, I didn't know that. So this is like, are there uh, running characters common throughout Kids in the Hall? Or is this just sort of like an anomaly? No, they, yeah, have, re- they have a few recurring characters. I mean, they have a, yeah, they have a gotcha. lot of re- recurring characters, I guess. But I would say unlike SNL, uh, at least in my opinion, they're, they're not as like, you, you don't need to be as up with whatever the joke is or know kind of the past to kind of appreciate it. Um, they pretty much exist on their own. And I think they change a little bit. Like it's rare you'll see a sketch that, very closely resembles the other even if it's a recurring character they like to kind of take them in and out of different premises a lot which is fun uh yeah. oh gotcha because i sure. think this one is i mean know, yeah this, this one feels pretty <laughs> self-encapsulated yeah exactly yeah, yeah no exactly like at first i didn't even it didn't even click with me when i first started watching this that this was the old character uh only kind of halfway through did i re- remember um but yeah he seemed even more um mike myers and wayne's world to me in, in this sketch than the previous one mm. just <laughs> because he looks like mike myers I, he I looks mean, like him and he kind doesn't of really act like mike myers does he well i mean in the movie there's that whole kind of situation he's running after a girl and kind of gets melodramatic about it i mean mm. you know I, I i feel like yeah and the attitude of being kind of more into rock and being kind of cool than being you know <laughs> intelligent i guess or make making some sort of actual point other than just like living in that you know I guess, vibe of, like, 90s kind of grunge rock cool. Like, I want to desperately be the cool kid. Um, but I don't know. I, 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 I liked this one. It didn't seem... It didn't seem like they were... The premise wasn't that exciting to me. It almost seemed like, well, I'll just make a dumb love breakup song and, like, live in it and, like, commit to it. Mm-hmm. And that seemed to be the entire premise. Yeah. Yeah, I, Which I agree was, with that. you know, good but not anything revolutionary to me that's fair what do you guys think yeah this this hits like a a wayne's world-esque it's just interesting because i watched wayne's world recently and maybe unpopular opinion but just i I, whatever this is like satirizing like the the youth of this generation and and their angst and their kind of like like sort of grungy persona just it feels like jokes that like my mom and dad would probably love this sketch. And I, and I get that because it's a very fun sort of like, I don't know, just like big, strong emotions. But, but part of me is just kind of like, okay, it's, it's just sad and angsty and, you know. And you also um, think it's similar to Wayne's World. Yeah, I, it's just, well, I think maybe I just drew that parallel because Jared said it. But um, I, oh, okay. I feel like Wayne's World ben- benefits a lot from, like, I mean, most of the humor is just like, duh, rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> like, am I wrong? So, and well, I just don't yeah. really, I don't know. I feel like they write more jokes a little bit. In, I mean, Rain, Wayne's World, obviously, a feature length film <laughs> as opposed to a four minute sketch. But uh, I yeah, think, yeah, I think they benefit a little bit from trying to, like, write, like, clear kind of gags and, like, make some things happen. It's like their their base level is the, you know, the character of, like, the angsty rocker or whatever. But I don't know. I don't, but I don't think they're things. angsty at all in Wayne's World, though. I, get, I, I don't know. To me, they're just, like, dumb guys. You think they're more, guys. like, pod or, like, yeah, yeah. Dumb. Just, yeah, dumb. That's true. 
well, dumb, <laughs> dumb rock, dumb, or, dumb the 90s rock thread. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I did like uh, the guitar solo here. Let me see if I can. <laughs> that was very much me trying to play guitar. Like yeah, I, I did love that. That like, was very funny. <laughs> like a, one note. Um, I think I wrote down. I'm not sure. I'm trying to uh, interpret my own writing, but it says, uh, "Let it cleanse me." Wah. <laughs> he said, "Let it cleanse me" in the song, and then just started crying. Um, yeah, I. Uh, yeah, this one was fun. All right, not, not great, but good. Let's try to find this next scene called I Lied. This part of that oh, sketch, yeah. too, where they just to just to touch on it when they, mm-hmm. you know, actually the, she comes back and I guess they get back together again. But Kenny played a really funny dad. I love that move that I feel like, you know, it's a great live sketch comedy move where uh, he stands up to kind of threaten the son whenever he threatens the mm. mother. <laughs> yeah. Not even threatening the mother. He was just... Just, just saying something bad, say right? Shut up, mom, or whatever. Yeah, and he does that threatening stand-up motion. I thought that was very funny. <laughs> All right, this one I forgot was... It's just a very short blackout scene, so we can just watch the whole thing. On the night of my daddy died, I spent the last four or five hours of his life up there in his bedroom with him. We settled our differences. Another farmer. Yeah. I told him I loved him. <laughs> and he made me promise him that I'd never sell the farm. Well, I lied. <laughs> huh? So sue me. My mother is. <laughs> Wait, what is he pointing at here <laughs> when he's uh, gesturing to I, something? I, have a, I mean... I, I get in trouble you know, <laughs> squabbling about these blackouts. I, 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 I worry about the details, and you guys make fun of me. Like, that's what you're worried about? But I, So I'm going to hold, and I'm going to let you guys figure this one out before I start ranting about the nonsense within this sketch. So you're, you're asking me, you're asking what, Nick? What is that specifically? What is he gesturing at here? He's like, I sold the farm, <laughs> and look at this. I guess this Well, is... I think the tall building. I mean, he what, bought the building? Mean? No, he built, he's building <laughs> it on the land. No. Right? <laughs> but no. this is the middle of a city. Oh. Oh. Yeah. You think he's building that sky there's a skyscraper behind him right. that looks like like there's no windows in it. It's clearly under construction. Right. But that's true. There is there is yet another skyscraper skyscraper in the backdrop. So I guess in my mind, if if the backdrop had been like fields or yeah. cows, I would have been like <laughs> I, I'm glad we're we're which actually we, we seem to be on the same page here because my 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 problems with it were basically like, yeah, this blackout's fine. Like, if I read this in the script, it'd be funny. But why are they blowing it by being on, like, a clear urban landscape, like a construction site, <laughs> as opposed to some sort of reveal or something? Like, when when he reveals that he's not – or that he did sell the farm or, or whatever, and he doesn't care about the land, there should have been, like, a bulldozer that came in or that you saw. Why, why is, like – it almost feels like a budget thing or they couldn't figure out how to pull this off. Because you see that he's in the city as he's talking in the beginning. And it's yeah. like, well, he's obviously not on the farmland. I thought, yeah, I thought maybe he was saying he bought a condo. <laughs> he's like, look at this condo I bought. That's that's sort of what I was oh. thinking, yeah. Look, look, and I, he just <laughs> used the money to buy a separate condo? A separate condo? What do you mean a separate condo? Well, I mean, like, it's not, has nothing to do with the farm. <laughs> like, he just, 
he saw oh, the farm yeah. and left. It's not like he's building it on the farm. But like gesturing at a, like one one condo in a big building that doesn't make sense to me either so (laughs) (laughs) i thought he bought a literal skyscraper okay which doesn't i don't know so we all the farm that you would have to sell we thought would have to be huge to buy uh for the for that to be equivalent right and then i thought maybe yeah right for sure and i thought maybe this like whatever storage unit thing in front of it was part of it (laughs) well that's a dumpster right or is it a dumpster i don't don't know. know i don't know it's a very it's big really dumpster. weird. It's like, what are you guys doing? It felt like they ran outside and were like, let's work with this. Like they had no yeah. like pre-production on this sketch to figure out the best location for it, uh, which is a shame because that's the whole sketch. I don't know why they thought let's it's this is worth doing in this way. He could have just uh, held up like bags of money, like instead of anything, <laughs> anything. I thought a bull. Yeah, a bulldozer like. Being in the frame. What are, what are, what are we bulldozing? So here's, here's okay. We're so here's, here's, the here's my pitch, right? All right, I'm I'm doing this sketch, right? <laughs> so the guy wants to sell the farm. That's the punchline. You know, I promised my dad he's dying. Blah blah blah. The whole the, the dialogue is the same. So you're on some sort of much like the Thirty Helen sketches, right? You're on like farmland or desolate or woods or whatever, some rural kind of background. And he says, you know, blah blah blah. I made my dad the dying promise. Okay. Um, but I sold the farm. And then you pan out and then like you see, to me, it's a bulldozer coming onto the farmland. You're about to destroy the farmland, right? And that's that I think works. Maybe it's just me. I, I'm There's no one laughing and I'm, I'm, I, I've already finished what I've had to say. So I, I don't think it's that funny. <laughs> Nevertheless, you know, I it just must realized, be better than this. There's no reveal here. I just realized whenever someone says bulldozer, I picture a wrecking ball. But that's not what a bulldozer is. No, that's a different thing. Yeah. That's oh, no, no, no. yeah, the wrecking ball is a big ball, and then the bulldozer would be, you know, like the the uh, toys you, we used to have as kids, where it would, you know, little little scoopy guys, bulldozers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, like a big scooping, uh, a scooper. It's got a scooper attached to it. That's yeah, what you remember. Uh, anyway, this one, we all three of us thought different <laughs> things were happening. So I think no matter what the kids in the hall say, if we had to, you know kind of question them aggressively there'd be no way they could defend this sketch and say it was well executed right all right this next one's called dull death let's play a little bit from it and then i started floating along a very beautifully lit hall and i saw a giant hand that beckoning was... for you to come forward right yes yes but before i could reach the you hand i was violently back through the hallway the next thing you knew you were on an operating table surrounded by doctors <laughs> yes yes now these doctors told, told me you that, that you've been clinically dead for a few moments <laughs> yes it was the, the most, most amazing, amazing experience, experience of your life and it's left you even more aware of how precious life is blah 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 can we play golf now <laughs> so this guy's always having near-death experiences what do you have the game for this one uh, nick i didn't write down a game if i had to Ugh. if i had to summarize the game i would say uh this is a board with near-death experiences yeah i have boring resurrection stories but I mean, is it resur- is it near death or is it resurrection? I feel like he he is dying and being brought back, right? And that's why he keeps having to tell stories about dying. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, dying as in like you know, died on the operating table kind of thing, right? Like he's not. Well, don't they not, call him Lazarus? And like, I don't know if that's a joke, but I, in I think my that's head a joke. because he. Oh, okay. Well, he dies at yeah. the end, so that to you, that's the first time he actually died. Well, that's I, he died, but he's. 
Yeah, I'm just saying it's not like he's uh, he's not. It doesn't like, really it's matter. Not like, it's I, not like I don't a know miracle. Why I'm debating the semantics of this. No, <laughs> I know. I'm saying, I know, I'm saying I know. he's like he's not he's not being reborn miraculously. It's like you know, it's doctors bring him back to life. Is is what is what I guess. My uh, okay, Jacob, sure. what did you what did you write? <laughs> what, what do you think? <laughs> Settle this. Guy, Say something else, please. <laughs> yeah. Guy dies for a moment, but his friend is unimpressed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that works. Yeah, it, feel, it feels like it feels like your typical. I feel like near death experience stories, or rather, like I died for a minute and then they brought me back. Like that is a is a trope that I feel like I've heard a lot. Yeah. Um. So that that sort of that I got. What did you guys think of Dave Foley's golf form here? I thought it seemed like he might actually be a golfer. Oh, I thought the opposite. I thought really? it was horrible. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was It was almost like I thought he wasn't doing a swing because he was afraid of how the full swing would look. He kept kind of doing a half <laughs> swing. Uh, no, it actually struck me as particularly bad. Okay, Jacob, settle the argument. Oh, wow. He does He does do one. <laughs> he does at the end. He I does. don't know enough about things. Yeah, well, how was that one? I, I thought he did pretty good. You know, I he think he's got to bend the knees a little bit more. I mean, I'm no golf expert, but um, enough to mm. uh, be an asshole and criticize his form <laughs> this is a fun um, little set they built here for, for the golf it is with like it is these fun it's very cute these a like tiny these, trees these trees look great these trees look great and uh no all the golf props i mean they got do it down think, to the ball washer oh do you think those trees are supposed to be hedges that are very close to them or pine trees that are very far away i thought it was pine trees that are very far away and it's like giving us some force i only just Gotcha. I, I would yeah. probably now agree. I get that. I'd probably agree. This is very Lord of the I Rings. I mean, I, I don't think there's a golf course out there that has like a gigantic tree right behind you. <laughs> so if it if it's intended to be that way, I, I'm not sure why. But uh, no, I I, I agree. Point, set, the set decoration is, uh, I think, in general across the board, they're going to get my Jared seal of approval as far as uh, production design on these live sketches. You know, it's like. I don't know the budget they're working with or the team they're working with, but I imagine in the first season, it's not much. And uh, they put it together. They have a lot of fun interior and exterior stuff. I, I feel like it's their sketches they, always look fun. They're live. And you're right. They really went for it. Uh, I think, Jacob, you brought up that, that ball washer. Like, they really gave. I, but it's okay. 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 I, <laughs> Jacob, settle our argument. <laughs> <laughs> settle our argument. Did you say something? Um, but yeah, uh, I'm just gonna ahead. start flipping yeah, a coin yeah, and yeah. saying Nick or Jerry. They really gave uh, Dave Foley a lot of busy work to do here, or, or Dave Foley made the busy work himself. Like there was a lot of blocking with in this sketch uh, with the with the golf, like uh, Kevin McDonald yes. walking in front of Dave Foley is about to swing the ball, and Dave Foley going over and, and washing the balls, just like hitting they, it they through really... him as a ghost at the end. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and Kevin McDonald stepping over his body as a ghost. Uh, I loved uh, the mm. two moments of dialogue. I loved when at one time he says, you know, and every time I'm on the Arsenio Hall show and it like doesn't even get a reaction from the, from the audience, even though I was one of the my bigger laughs for me. Oh, you were hoping um, the audience would go. Woo, 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 woo. Yeah. Woo, woo, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Give me that. Woo, woo. That's why I even mentioned it. If you're not going to, you know, he also calls that. him Arsenio Hall, which I was like, huh? Arsenio. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely... Is that maybe just a Canadian pronunciation? Oh, maybe. Like they say... eh? Pasta. I had some pasta while I watched Arsenio, eh? Yeah, (laughs) Arsenio. And Canadians are saying that all the time. Um, What, 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 what? (laughs) 
Exactly. Uh, and then at one point he says, I bet, I, I bet you'd like this story if it had more tits in it. And I thought that was really funny and kind of came out of nowhere, right? I mean, that wasn't his... Foley's character wasn't like a womanizer or anything. He just not the point. He, he just said that like <laughs> completely out of left field, um, which I enjoyed. Um, but I mean, uh, yeah, solid sketch. Just a classic Kevin Dave sketch. Would you agree, Jared? I think I'd have to. I mean, it's Kevin and Dave, and uh, it was a good sketch. I mean, do you mean that in the sense that they are normal creative partners, the two of them? They are or? normal creative partners, and I feel like their sketches are more like just two people talking to each other and arguing about yes, is about about like uh, just verbal arguments, I guess. And yeah, uh, oh, that's right. They they, they tend to. I, I, I'm remembering now the. Uh, kind of the magician sketch like the bad straight manning the magic act sketch which was great and had the two of them talking a lot uh yeah more no, traditional together. traditional game i guess in in, in their totally. sketches okay well, totally. let's move on to this next one i'm a cat <laughs> yeah that title pretty much sums it up there are three things i don't like crazy cars <laughs> crazy kids and birds <laughs> the first two i avoid the last i eat Oh, me? I'm a cat. <laughs> so is this a parody of Cats, you think, of the, you of know, the Broadway show? I, I, it, it has to be, I guess, right? I mean, you couldn't think this is an original premise when you're like, what about <laughs> if we're cats? <laughs> it's like, I feel like that's been done before, but I can't put my finger on Oh, right, cats. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how it would be a parody or anything because it's not like they reference any songs or or even i don't think they reference the source material in any way I, i'm not a cats expert but, well uh, i've never seen cats but i know it's like yeah. a bunch of cats basically like it's based on a, a book of poetry about cats where each cat like kind of describes their thing mm-hmm. in a poem and this is kind but of that's like not really is it i guess that's what's happening here it's kind but of like, it's not like his thing is anything other than being a cat yeah, that's like true. it's not like he's like a specific kind of cat. Um, but uh, but Jacob, also, did you, what, 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 yeah, go ahead. Nick. I was just gonna say his cat outfit kind of reminds me of of cats. The and cat, I maybe sure. them yeah. being in like a band, the cat, you know, the interludes in this of them going down. I mean, is that a cat's thing? Like them because they're playing music. Jacob, settle this argument for us. Settle this, please. Without your. Without your... I thought this was a, a classic, ske- like a classic noir sort of style. Like you got soft jazz in the background. Yeah. Someone's talking about shit to the camera, but it's a cat. That's what I thought this was. See, I agree. I wrote um, down for the game cat noir monologue. And I mean, it felt it's, it feels stupid now thinking that it has nothing to do with cats because <laughs> it's so similar and you brought it up. But at the time of watching, I just thought, yeah, noir cat. Yeah, yeah, kind of like yeah. a beat poetry thing too. But uh, yeah. I just figured like cats mm. must have been huge back then, right? This was like 1990. <laughs> when did cats? Oh, the the, the play. Or, oh, or, yeah. Or, yeah. I, I, sorry, I thought you meant the animal. <laughs> <laughs> Big year for the animal. You got Garfield. You got Heathcliff. These guys are taking and just over. pets in general. I mean, they were everywhere. Um, yeah. Um, were they big? I guess they were. I guess they were. I don't, it's hard to kind of, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm trying to examine this and judge it, you know, in and of itself uh, without context, but it, it is hard because as some, a lot of the times with kids in the hall, you want to 
have a handle on what they may or may not be referencing <laughs> or, what, or what exactly is inspiring the sketch. And I think it's difficult, this sketch, to to view by itself. But uh, I it's, don't know. I, thought I like the funny. commitment. I yeah, thought, I mean, I thought... it, was, it was good. You know, he was good. I mean, it's not easy to just have that be, it's a little bit of a thin premise, but to kind of like, I don't know, really go for it as they did is, is not the easiest thing in the world. So, uh, you know, sh- and I like those kind of shots of him yeah. jumping up in the air and the slow motion, the poses, and those got big pops from the crowd. So, uh, you know, it was okay. Yeah. He kind of looks like, I guess he kind of looks like a goth, I guess, right? Like kind of like the cure, the guy from the cure. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if that's just like, I want to look like a black cat and that's why my hair is like that and everything. And I'm on it and all black. Or again, if it's some sort of reference to something. Yeah. Anyway, good stuff. <laughs> Let's move on to this one. <laughs> Strong transition. This next one is uh, called My Routine. <laughs> oh, uh, this, uh, I'll just play a little bit. I love this one. Yeah, this it, was maybe one of my favorites. It was, you know, yeah, it's a film a sketch. Well, I'll, just play, I'll play the beginning. I'm a golf pro. So obviously I wake up in the garbage. First thing I do in the morning is uh, go across the street to the restaurant, you know, grab a guy by the throat and whisper something in his ear like, oh, I don't know, I'm on fire. Give me your hair. Then I let him go, you know, I... Uh, chase a bus for a while you know a couple blocks make sure it's not doing nothing i don't like then i let it go when i get bored then i go up on a roof i just howl at the city you know i love to howl at this big city then i come down have a cup of coffee and read the paper so okay i didn't write down what i thought the game was but i'm gonna give give you my my best guess jared okay sure um uh, very describe very specific routines. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, I don't know if that, that encapsulates all of it. I mean, that is you what always they told do. me to cut out all the all the. I would say I would say routines that aren't routine. Yes, or I would say something like uh, very casually. <laughs> yes, sure, specific. Um, I would say casually <laughs> explaining insane routines. Okay. Um, because to me, it's all like 90% of the sketch is how this material is delivered. Um, and that they're yeah. all kind of, you know, just routinely giving a routine, just kind of saying, yep, yeah, well, you know, of course, this is how I am. And then saying something batshit crazy. Um, I think that best, you know, you know, it's epitomized by McKinney, where I think this is this might be the funniest McKinney has been in the entire show to me. I was laughing out loud, you know forcefully at this bit that he does here and i think it's a combination of things i think it's so well performed it's so simple and so silly and so funny and i think that uh it's right in his wheelhouse it's kind of like this dark kind of well weird let, let's watch let's to. go ahead and watch it since you're sure. talking about it so much sure okay uh first thing in the morning <laughs> i wake up and then i get up and then um i uh i have a shower usually and um <laughs> Oh, oh, and then I get dressed, and uh, I put on a nice new shirt, and then uh, I take out um, my Zippo lighter, and I light my shirt on fire, burns up, and then the ambulance comes, and uh, and then it takes me to the hospital. Yeah, just how, how would you describe yeah. his? Oh, is he coquettish? So is coquettish how maybe you could describe his demeanor here? 
Um, sure, sure. Bubbly. Uh, okay. But it's kind of like a, it's bubbly, but he's like right. kind of bashful. Yes. Yes. Mm. Almost like he's just been approached, like he didn't realize by a camera saying like, sir, sir, we'd love to like know your routine. And he's like, oh, me? You know, yeah. well, I I suppose. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just think it's, I, I think it's like it, it links into their, you know, as I was talking about at the top with the editors, kind of like, you know, taking the piss out of, you know, these people who are self-important and into themselves. And I just, I don't know. I feel like the majority of people in the world are kind of obsessed with their themselves and their own lives and what they do all the time. And this, to me, I don't know. That's what's so funny to me. It's like if you ask a stranger on the street what your routine is, they go, oh, well, let's see. I, I do get up and uh, I go to the office. I got a coffee. And they, they almost like think that it's way more interesting than it is. Yeah. And that's what I love about this. It's like <laughs> just kind of it feels like they're making fun of almost everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, I don't know. I don't well know said. how much I'm reading into it, but but yeah, no, I, think I, that's, I loved love this bit. I think that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's filmed like it looks like a document. Like it looks like something you might actually see presented uh, as a as a piece on PBS or something. Kind of right. They kind of nailed. It strikes me if if it was like the. Uh, it's like the cool, like collected version of the stapler guy um, in Office Space. You know. Like the guy who's like, oh, I'm going to set the building on fire. You know, like he's like <laughs> his delivery is like, yeah, he is an insane kind of troubled person. But imagine that guy if he was just like, hey, hey how's everyone doing? You know, <laughs> like this is me. And I'm, uh, yeah, well, I set my shirt on fire and then I, uh, yeah, I guess I had breakfast. I mean, I don't know. I, I loved it. And yeah, each Maybe of the I'm... kids gets to describe their own routine and they all kind yeah, of connect in the end. Uh, that was fun too. Bit. Everybody kind of had a fun, like this is the one, you know, the kind of sketch you get the sense that each uh, performer had a say in whatever their monologue was and got to either whether it's write it from the ground up or have you know a say in how it was produced uh, I like those when each each mem- each member of the troupe is able to kind of put their stamp on an aspect of the sketch I thought that was fun Jacob what'd you think of this one uh yeah I, th- I thought it was fun in terms of like a satire thing I, I definitely love making fun of you know people who are like I guess today it would be called like life hackers or whatever where it's like Right. You know, br- bragging about the the juice you drink in the morning and how we wake up at like four a.m. or whatever to meditate and stuff like that. So I mean, right. just that in and of itself was was enough for this to be good for me. They were each routine was so disparate and bananas uh, that I was like, oh okay, I was kind of expecting more of like a through line. Like what all of these, the first one to go back to the first one where he's talking about like living in the trash and chasing buses. I was like, oh like. These people are dogs? <laughs> right. Coming <laughs> off the, the cat sketch, one. it was a little bit like, oh, so you're a cat. Maybe that's again? where yeah. yeah. No, it is just like, oh, they're all they're all <laughs> <Yeah>. insane. <laughs> yeah. They're like but they're yeah. which, which is like fun. I I yeah. yeah. Just that I think I try I have a tendency, I think, to try to like dig more meaning into it and be like, oh, that's what they're doing. But I, I think honestly this one is just like being a little like what if these routines were like insanely stupid or dangerous? Yeah. Yeah. And I think they, they, they thread the needle of being their own weird, crazy things uh, that are separate from each other, but also being consistent to me. Like they all thematically feel similar enough to where when they're presented back to back, I don't feel like, Oh wait, what's this now? Like I'm, I'm getting, and I like how they all end with, you know, 
get drink a cup of coffee, read the paper, you know, <laughs> to kind of button each mm, bit. Yeah, yeah. That's I thought a... that was smart. I, I feel like it was able to do both at the same time, you know. And they, they the do same. work into each other, right? Like uh, one of the, I, get, I think it was Kevin is a doctor who works on Mark McKinney's uh after he burns his his shirt, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, they're linked in these. In yeah, these there's a there's a connection, uh, ways. But yeah, there's no connect. They, I I do agree that it, there's no connection in terms of, uh, the the reasoning behind their routines. It's all just kind of all over the place. And they have like many callbacks with like the, you know, McCullough's playing golf. Like the we had a golf sketch, and then uh, yeah. yeah, I thought that stuff. was I mean, weird I, that this became the golf show all of a sudden there were a few like half callbacks like there were there was a lot of kind of repeating things where you felt like wow they couldn't space that out a little more or differently but uh i mean to my point earlier i guess i'm contradicting myself i i appreciated it when the editor showed up right away so <laughs> i don't know it, it it was kind of weird but also fun that they had so much of the same motifs and stuff i do i agree i love that sketch out let's move on to schoolroom. darling darling salt how do I look? Beautiful. As beautiful as you looked all those years ago in Budapest. Some wine. Thank you. Oh, those were heady times, were they not? You were looting the KGB and me with orders to assassinate you. Yes, but you failed to complete that mission, didn't you, dear? Ah, oh, darling. How could I kill the only man I've ever really loved? Yeah. Jared, give me give me the game for this one. <laughs> okay, the game for this one I have um cheating on your students. Or basically, you know, cheating on your students with a mistress. Yeah, it was uh the way I saw it was like if the class was this guy's husband. Interesting. Um, I didn't put that together. He has his Oh, really? Okay, cuz doesn't don't if you played this on, I think Thompson goes on about how, like, oh, they're always in the way or they're always watching us. There's always one of them bothering us. And I assume she's talking about the kids that are right in front of them. Um, that was what I got from it. Jacob, you want to settle this yet again? or? Um, that's an interesting uh, uh, thing to glean. It, but I feel oh, like wow. it omits the presence of sort of... Well, well it, it omits this whole like through line of their international spies also, which is yeah. <laughs> sort of threw me for a loop here. Uh, yeah. The fact that she was like nervous about being watched, I felt like was more that they were covert. And the fact that she there is the thing where this this uh, um, Kevin wakes up and like sees them and then she just, like points a gun in his face. Yeah. Uh, but that to me, I thought was more of like spies kill people and it would be funny if they killed a student. Yeah. And he just like, yeah, he, he puts the kids to sleep by droning on about, uh, right. what, whatever the topic, I, I don't mean I, the, the Mesozoic era maybe, but, uh, that, but that, <laughs> right. that almost seemed like <laughs> totally unnecessary for what they were doing. Like well, this... it was a little bit of like a combination of, you're right, it wasn't just the relationship, but it had a kind of like 007 kind of secret agent-y kind of uh, vibe to it too. But I don't know, I just chalked that up to that's the kind of steamy kind of love affair, you know, cinema-inspired kind of relationship they're having. And then the heart of it was mm. like, well, the kids mm. can't find out. That's why he put them all to sleep. That's why she almost shoots the, the student. I thought like, well, because otherwise, because it's because the sketch is that he's a teacher, right? Like that's, I feel like I he, mean, that's the heart of the comedy, right? That it's like there's the students there and he's doing this and she's hiding in the classroom closet. I mean, it's not just that they're 
in a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I well, yeah, that I mean, has that's, to be part of the game that they're in a classroom. That's what kind of confused me. It just felt like two different, like they combined two different ideas. A little bit, I guess. I guess. I think they just characterized the like Thompson's character and and the relationship almost too much. And like you're saying, it kind of confuses you a bit with all the details of their affair. Uh, but yeah, the heart of it to me is that they're having the affair in, and they're trying to hide it from the class, I think. <laughs> yeah. There's a solid analysis. There's two you know, things, turn yeah, there's two things for, happening. <laughs> some hot takes. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> two, yeah. There are two things happening. Yeah, I think that's safe to say. Um but yeah, I thought Thompson, uh, you know, is, clearly he leaned into this role. This is his kind of bread and butter, this kind of role. And uh, it did kind of lose steam for me, you know. I mean, I thought it was paced a little oddly. Um, I would have liked to have more of moves with the students awake. Uh, like, I think like him pulling the gun, like you say, Jacob, is, is that's probably one of the highlights of the sketch to me. Um, but we don't get to see a lot of the crossover between their kind of weird, you know, uh, kind of movie-like relationship and the regular students it's they're asleep it's kind of like each one takes what are what are some uh what are some beats we could pitch on this sketch that could happen between the students well are we are we going with the idea that he the the game is he's having an affair with uh, that he's cheating on the students if we're pitching on that game well i'm not i'm no (laughs) well what's the game for you nick I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, yeah. So let's let's go with that then. Let's go with the game that I think, you know, we have. Um, so, yeah, another one. Let's see. Uh, trying to. Well, I mean, avoid. it seems like he's just he's putting these kids to sleep by talking about boring stuff. So, I mean, maybe he could show a boring video. Like he's like, OK, kids, I'll play a video. And then it's just the video is just him talking to the kids in a boring way again. Mm-hmm. It's a video, or maybe of like him being boring. Foley's like wife could come over, like the speaker that you would make the school announcements or something. Like you know, like honey, are you there? Are you there? Something like that. Okay, uh, so now, now he actually. What I thought he was what? cheating on the students. Now you're telling me he's also cheating on his wife. Uh oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. You're I right. want more spy stuff. I I want the I want Odd Job to show up and try to throw a hat at him, and then he starts talking about the Mesozoic era, and Odd Job falls asleep. Oh, that's, that's what I good. Want. And then the students like cheer. That. That's good. Prince, that's, pr- principal Odd Job. Yeah. Principal Odd Job. Yeah, it would it'd be a great fit. He's got that suit. He's got that hat. She just does. The, uh, Scott Thompson's character just does burst out of this cabinet. Um. Yeah, they they could have people <laughs> bursting out of more like maybe someone was inside the desk all along. I, I don't know. Like maybe right, that's where Odd Job right. could have been. Because uh, um, that yeah, that was weird maybe. too, right? It was almost like she. Right. It it didn't feel to me like she'd been hiding there the whole time. It was just like she just appeared from that closet. I don't know. Yeah, no, that I mean that that was weird. I think it was structured kind of weird. I mean, it was uh, it was an okay premise, but they kind of just stuck with it a little bit too long. I'm trying to think of another uh, great beat to support my game that may may or may not exist. Um, maybe something in the grading, like they would uh, 
you know, I don't know, they would they would start failing kids or threaten them with with bad grades if they revealed the secrets of their relationship, that kind of thing. Mm. These are all really sure. They'd have to be awake. They'd have to be awake. Yeah, I think (laughs) (laughs) for all these beats I'm pitching, I'm assuming the students are awake. (laughs) Uh, Unless you wanted the jokes to be how there are other ways to, you know, put them asleep or get them or, or have them, you know, distract them from the affair. Um, although I don't know how you would do that. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I think you just got to chalk it up as a, as a little bit of a miss and it's okay. Yeah. I don't think we have to, I, we're, we're doing a lot of work right now. We're really, to, they should be justified. Yeah, if they ever want to try this sketch again, they could refer to this pod and, uh, I don't know. They're free to use our our pitches. I wouldn't mind. I I would just say this one. I mean, it was like fun to list to watch them be these uh, these spies, and it was fun to hear Dave Foley dr- drone on and, and watch the kids be put to sleep immediately by that. By that, um, but there wasn't a lot of structure to the sketch, I guess. But that's fine. That's my thoughts. Yeah. Anyway. Jacob, do you have anything else to say about this one before? I'm. I feel like no. You kind of summed everything up. You said, "Let's stop yeah, talking no, about it." <laughs> and so I'm, let's stop talking about it. <laughs> I'm over it. Let's let's uh, let's leave this one. What about what about here? I got I got another pitch. I got another pitch. Um, so the students aren't paying attention to the teacher, and he's kind of lecturing. And Thompson's character says, you know, like, why aren't you listening? You know, I, that's why he comes to me. Like, I always listen to everything he has to say. But you students, you're just, you know, you don't even listen to his wise words. Something like that. He's yeah. a, he's she, she's she's better to him in a relationship context. You know what? You were right. <laughs> Let's get the hell out of here. So, <laughs> so the end of this, this goddamn sketch for the end of the show, we come back to the editors here. They call scene on that scene. What should we cut now? What about us? We're not interesting anymore. We never were. We bore we. Losers! Friends! Romans! Countrymen! Lend us your ears! We come to Mary season! And then they kind of fade away like uh, Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi. What was that part? I don't get that at the end, the, the Caesar thing. Lend me your ears. The that Caesar part. thing? That wasn't that interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why they started saying that. I guess because they are we, were... Are we too stupid to understand what that is? or? Well, that's so that's what uh, Augustus said after Caesar was killed. Right, okay. Uh, Very right. good. I don't but know they're if just Augustus, saying it as they somebody... disappear because they're... Brutus? I... <clears throat> <laughs> 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 Sorry. I, I think... <laughs> this is not a good answer. I'm just laughing. This, but at I all think of there's us. an I'm era in comedy. <laughs> there's an era in comedy where, like, this was referenced a bit. Like, friends, a con- country, what is it? <laughs> friends, friends Roman, Roman countrymen, lend me your ears. ears. Yeah. Uh, like, that is referenced a lot just as sort of like a standalone, like, referencing it in and of itself is almost a joke at a certain era of television. I don't know if this makes sense, but I feel like there's other things like that. 
Uh, no, I hear you. It's a heavily referenced thing. I was just in this context wondering how it made any sense. I mean, I guess uh, because maybe, they, <laughs> they like killed the scene. They killed themselves. I guess that's what it is. I guess yeah. that's what it is. Oh. It's a, they're seeing it as a death in, in, in as far as cutting themselves. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hey, oh, that's smart. Anyway. Yeah. I'm, I thought these this runner was 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 great. I love how they, they tied it all together. Yeah. I liked we bore we. I thought that that was a fun <laughs> yeah. way to to cap it at the end of them cutting themselves. Um, and I think you're you're right, yeah. uh, Jared. This was a fun show. Now that now that I watch it all together, it, it, everything worked for me. Even the schoolroom sketch were, was funny to me, even though I was like, "What the hell is going on?" Um, yeah, the drawbacks were you know at least short. I felt like that blackout sketch that we didn't like was a blackout sketch so that did waste too much of our time and then uh and it was funny you know, it just it, it, that one also just was the staging didn't make sense yeah there were some execution issues i think yeah. and i mean even <laughs> stuff like the cat noir monologue it's like yeah was this you know an overall super funny premise no but the performance kind of bailed it out and uh there were real no big stinkers in this one other than the blackout sketch and i love the runner you know the runners have kind of been up and down for me these past few episodes and this one i thought was one of their better ones yeah it made sense as a runner uh jacob yeah. will you be watching more kids in the hall or is this the end of it for you um i would watch more episodes where did you say you got them amazon prime they're all on amazon would, prime um, except for the first season. i would check it out but yeah you can also they're also all on youtube if you just want to search for them on youtube uh oh sure yeah i'm interested in knowing like what the sort of aesthetic is like what what is sort of the the pattern of a typical episode like what are the what the common tropes and stuff that they they play with just have a better idea because watching this in and of itself was was sort of interesting without having the context it is nice to watch um to watch like older or just stuff from like different um i guess that wasn't like pummeled into my brain for the four five six years or whatever at ucb that i was there to sort of just like break open some of the you know the patterns like yeah i guess sketch comedy could be a lot of different things and a lot of these i would i would have had beefs with uh in the writer's room during like say mod night because i feel like they were very strict about you know having one particular yeah. thing yeah it, it's interesting i mean to a degree i would write in fear of <laughs> <laughs> you know am i following <laughs> am i following the structure laid down by the powers that be like i am that that yeah. was sadly often my chief concern yeah was like is this going yeah. to work you know mathematically is it going to be correct and then it was like, oh, good. Well, then if it is, then good. Like, I didn't even care if it was one of the funnier things that I'd written, which is, I know it sounds <laughs> I, I think like... Stephen, yeah. I was just going to say, I think Stephen King talks about that in On Writing. He talks about having a, a sign over his desk that says, write in fear. Uh, <laughs> I think that's his, his sort of MO every single day. It's like, you got to, you know, want to make sure people are happy with you. Well, he meant more like... I, I totally empathize with like, what you're uh, talking about. I think more like uh, write scary stuff, like yeah, like be yeah. be spooked is I yeah. think was his write uh, write scary vampires and be fearful of them. <laughs> anyway, Jacob, thank you for joining oh, us, I've been... <laughs> uh, and keep crushing those heads. Hey.